Voice-activated technologies like Siri and Alexa are helping consumers tackle everyday tasks. But now, so-called voice-activated virtual assistant products are promising to aid clinicians in navigating electronic health record systems. But what are the potential privacy and security concerns? I'm Marianne Kolbesak-McGee, Executive Editor of Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with Kate Borton, President of Privacy and Security Consulting Firm, the Marblehead Group. So Kate, we're seeing some EHR vendors begin to incorporate virtual assistant technology into their products. Overall, these products say they allow clinicians, for instance, to speak commands such as show me lab results for patients. Kate, for starters, what do you see as the main potential workflow benefits of these types of products for clinicians? And then what are some of the potential privacy concerns? Well, let me step back a bit. Uh, One of the main products out there that's been around for decades now is the Dragon speech recognition system that's owned now by Nuance and recently Epic announced that Epic and Nuance uh, are partnering with the Epic EHR and this system. But as I said a few decades ago, Dragon and a few others in the market, there weren't too many back then, but they were experimenting with using this in a clinical setting. One of the first that I was aware of was uh, a study using radiology reporting or the examination of images. So the radiologists traditionally would dictate what they were seeing, say, on a film or on an image. In those days, it was mostly film. They would dictate. And then we had a whole niche, a professional niche of medical transcription professionals. And these were people who had to have a a very solid background in medical terminology and understand all the the strange language, terminology, abbreviations, and so on, so that they could properly, accurately transcribe what the clinician was saying and then put it into the patient's record or into the radiology system, most likely in those days. And it was seen as a a big advantage to have this, instead of this process, to have the radiologists be speaking directly with the radiology system so that they could skip that middle step. So radiology was a good example because the kinds of the speech, the terminology, the options are relatively predictable. So it was a good way to start playing with this kind of a system. And obviously, one of the big advantages was those results, the readings, were into the record and available to other clinicians and the patients much faster this way. So it kind of bypassed that middle step of the transcriber. We've come a long way since then with the introduction of artificial intelligence, too. And I think the potential for helping with workflow with these interactive virtual assistant, Alexa, tell me the patient's such and such lab result, (laughs) things that instead of having to key through electronic health systems and anybody who's used them, especially the more complex ones that are for, say, a hospital environment where there are often a, a combination of many, many systems and modules, can just scrolling through or drilling down and clicking can be uh, extremely complex. So 
instead of hunting for that lab result to simply say, tell me the result from yesterday's such and such a test or whatever it is that you're looking for, can be very efficient. These systems can help identify something that's been overlooked or something that's incomplete in the record and be a reminder to the clinicians, to the healthcare providers that think that information needs to be added. And so it's an interactive version um, as opposed to that decades ago radiology reading into the record. So it's very exciting to think about the potential for this and how it will facilitate healthcare. It will make life easier for those people who are trying to take care of patients and at the same time, making sure that everything that happens to the patient gets documented in that electronic health record, because that's really essential for a variety of reasons, as well as billing. We want to make sure that reimbursement is appropriate and documented, the justification for it in case there are billing issues. So even those background aspects of healthcare are very significant. It's revenue driving. So Lots of benefits there, really good things. But as we hopefully are all aware these days, technology can be wonderful, but that same technology can also have pitfalls. Uh, We see with things like Facebook how it can be misused. But in a situation like this, I think of it more like the driverless cars today that unfortunately there was a recent accidental death with a driverless car and a pedestrian. And I think when we talk about these virtual assistants in our EHRs, we have to be very careful because if it's not done right, it could potentially cause the death of a patient or harm to a patient. So it's all dependent on software that is designed and written by human beings, although AI builds on that so the systems learn from experience. But we need to understand that it needs to be built like rocket science. And if we don't recognize that lives are at stake, whether it's driverless cars or electronic health records and the assistance there, that it it could have very serious consequences. So Kate, with that said, there are safety concerns. Are there related security and perhaps privacy concerns with these products? I guess also with the security, how about the integrity of these, the information that's being sought or provided into these systems? You're exactly right, Marianne. So information security is the assurance of confidentiality, availability of the information, and integrity. So in this case, I think the most important aspect is the data integrity. This can be the the actual data that's in the system, as well as the software that's retrieving data. So, for example, if I'm saying, Alexa, or whomever my assistant is, you know, tell me the latest lab result for this patient, and the software somehow isn't written perfectly, gets a little confused, or there's something amiss, and reports back something incorrect. Maybe it's not the latest information, or maybe it's for the wrong test. And the caregiver, the provider, acts on that incorrect information. 
again, it's, it's patient safety and serious consequences potentially. So data integrity and the integrity of the information that this virtual assistant relies on or provides to the, the human being is really, really critical in this case. In addition, there are privacy issues. There is this communication. This is not happening in sound booths, and it's a different model. We're used to clinicians sitting down at a desk or a counter and, for example, typing in visit notes or operative notes or discharge summaries, things like that, sitting quietly at a device and typing it in. Now we're talking about an interactive system where there's it's all voice activated. So we have to be a little bit more careful about where this is occurring. If it's in a private office, that's fine. It may even be while the patient is right there, which is fine. But if this is being done in an open area where the public might be walking through, then we need to think about the the physical security and the implications for the patient's privacy as well. So, Cade, as you were just discussing the accuracy, the integrity of these products, if a clinician is requesting information for a patient using the voice-activated virtual assistant, how can the clinician be sure that the correct patient's record is being pulled up, for instance, not someone with a similar name or nickname, for instance? Are there certain patient matching issues with these products that differ at all from some of the challenges we see with the EHR products? Well, I think the patient identification, patient matching problem is a chronic problem. And it is there whether you're typing in information about a patient, whether it's last name and date of birth or other information to try to identify the correct Jane Doe. And in a large patient population, that can be very risky at times and making the right selection. So I would say, again, it depends on the software underlying this and whatever's going on with the artificial intelligence component of these virtual assistants. But I think the same problems are there and I don't see them necessarily getting any easier or harder. I would hope that the audio aspect of this is very clear, that both the artificial intelligence, the assistant is going to be able to clearly understand the person who is speaking to the system and also that Alexa's voice or Siri's voice is going to be very clear. So it's just some of the same problems, but now it's all audio and it depends on people's hearing and and their voices, clarity of speech. So it just adds a new twist to the chronic problem of accurate identification of the particular patient you're dealing with. And what about authenticating the user, the the voice of the user? If a person is to say, uh, what are the lab results for this patient? How does the system authenticate that the person who's requesting the information, for instance, is authorized to get that information? I am assuming that the logon process is going to stay as it is, and that can be implemented in different ways in different facilities. So you may be using biometrics, a fingerprint, passwords, various ways to authenticate the user. We might see more voice being used to help authenticate the user, uh, but as with any biometric, 
there are problems, for example, in the especially in earlier versions of fingerprint technologies. If you had, let's say, you enrolled a, a fingerprint and then you got a cut on that finger, or it was wet, or various conditions, it just would not read accurately, and so you you had failures. You couldn't log on. In the early days, too, it wasn't that accurate. So hopefully our technology has gotten better and maybe we will see more voice recognition improving and being used to help authenticate. But I think we're not going to be giving up the kinds of authentication that we're already using, whether it's passwords, tokens. Uh, Some people will be very upset to hear that I think passwords are still going to be around for quite some time to come, a password or a PIN. But we often add another factor, a biometric, a token, a one-time something. So maybe voice will actually play a bigger role in authentication. And finally, Kate, any advice for healthcare entities that are using these virtual assistant products or considering their use in terms of preventing privacy or security incidents from happening? Well, I think that the customers of these EHRs are relying on the vendors to get it right. Uh, And to some extent, these systems are so complex and proprietary, so they're obscured from the customers. There just is a certain level of trust. I'm buying it from this vendor. I will trust that this vendor has thoroughly tested this and that it is going to work as advertised. And as our world, our technological worlds become more complicated, I think we find ourselves in that position where we simply have to trust the vendor. Uh, And it's sometimes an uncomfortable situation. And we sometimes find that the vendors have messed up as one of the EHR vendors in the past year or so had some problems in their system that led to data integrity problems. And that's a very serious concern. I don't know how much we can do. We have certain certification criteria. We have expectations. In the worst case, we can turn to legal recourse after the fact. But I think this is always going to be where there is a certain degree of risk. But there's risk with most everything in our lives. Thanks, Kate. I've been speaking to Kate Borton. I'm Marianne Kolbesak-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.